Welcome to the Influent Podcast, developing leadership, building success, and influencing society. For more resources, visit us online at influent.life. Hi, welcome back. Bob Frazier here with Influent Live. And we're about uh, Christians engaging in all of life and being launched to be reformers in our sphere of influence. And so here we are with uh, some super guests. So very awesome to have my beautiful wife here, Lauren Frazier. Say hi. Hi. (laughs) And Lauren has been a mom and raised up four amazing uh, children who are reformers and also is a principal of a of a school here about raising up influencers and reformers in the in the earth will is good good friend will riddle and he's uh, formerly worked at IBM for for many years but is now a uh, a field operations director for um uh, fellowship? Prison fellowship, sorry. <laughs> so, you know, the CPU is working good. Sometimes the hard drive <laughs> takes a while to spin up, you know. So, and and as always, my Kelly, who is absolutely amazing, little firebrand. So, <laughs> Miss yeah. Canada, uh, USA, but also just a real pioneer in, mm-hmm. as a, as a mm-hmm. woman leader. And uh, so we, we want to talk. It's, it's National Women's Day. It is. Yeah. That's right. So... You know, we, we love women, and we love women being, being full-on women. We love women being in leadership. We love women being influencers. We love women, step, women stepping into their calling in, in all of life. And uh, so I want to talk about women in leadership in, in today's age. And as, as Christians, what's our, what's, our, what's our view of this? You know, it's interesting. You and I were just chatting. I mean, so you're, you're, you lead a school, principal of a school, which we founded 11 years ago, uh, uh, really to raise up reformers. But you're really in touch with some of these young people that are coming up. And the younger generation, I mean, kind of give us the view of the younger generation, what, what their view is on their role in life and uh, this kind of thing. Well, it does feel like, you know, the young girls coming up, the young women, they are, they're ready to, to rock it out. You know, they are not thinking some things are open and some things are off limits. It's just like, really, what what does the Lord have for me? And stepping into that and doing so it. So they're 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 be feeling basically one hundred percent on equal footing with men, mm-hmm. and Absolutely. and kind of t- able to go and do whatever their dream is, do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. That they feel empowered and mm-hmm. and wanting to go do this. Right. And it's interesting, too, because they also have, you know, let's call it the justice chip, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a desire to bring change. Right, right. See, change in the earth, see the the voiceless have voices, the, you know, the ones that are forgotten or hidden to be able to be highlighted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think that's, it's, it's a real mark on, mm-hmm. on the young ones coming up. Right. It's almost like an innate thing that the Lord's built into this generation. It, it does seem like it's something extraordinary that's happening in this age mm-hmm. where, you know, I mean, I'm a historian and I've, I've studied um, and I'm a social historian. I love sociology throughout history. And the role of women honestly has been pretty much unchanged um, until really about 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. It started a shift mm-hmm. where women started uh, basically, 
you know, getting the right to vote. You just think only 100 years ago, women didn't vote. Mm -hmm. And it was, I mean, exercise was viewed as iffy for women, Mm -hmm. right? That that was bad for a woman to actually exercise. You know, today we've got, I'm surrounded by buff women, you know? It's (laughs) awesome, you know? Kelly, show us us some some (laughs) muscles, man. This girl has some biceps and triceps. And, you know, but it's just interesting how much, how radically things have changed. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the thing that I think is um, worth noting there is that it all really goes back to Jesus, right? Because you look at any society that has not been impacted by the gospel, by Christian principles, and it's always a very male-dominated, sometimes hyper-male-dominated society, Mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, you just, even a few small incidences in in the New Testament where you see Jesus intentionally drawing a woman out of what would be considered her place and into a place of prominence, uh, and then, you know, Paul has his, Paul gets picked on because he's thought, well, he says a couple things about women being quiet in church, and we take that and say, oh, that's Paul's view. But, you know, Paul says, you know, there's neither Jew nor Greek, you know, right. slave nor free, male nor female. And there's probably nothing in any religious text anywhere in history that, that says anything like that. That is so radical, mm-hmm. radical. Well, mm-hmm. you know, and touching on that again, I'm a historian, and Jesus, Jesus was mm-hmm. radical in his view of women radical for the age. I mean, women, women in ancient society were, were really not, they were really second-class citizens. They were to bear children purely. And, and, and Jesus, you know, Jesus met the woman at the well, and it says his disciples were flabbergasted when they walk up, and he's actually talking to a woman. To him, it was not any big deal. But to them, that in, in, in Jewish society and really ancient society, you didn't do that. You didn't talk with a woman. They were not your equal. You didn't engage with a woman. You know, he he uh, he uh, had women in his disciple as his in his discipleship mm-hmm. group. You know, in his and um, and they were they were active. They were they were engaged. Again, it was this was radical for the time. He also was a, was a social reformer. I mean, he you know women in that day couldn't have jobs really. They right. really had no means of means of support mm-hmm. apart from being married, and so he 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 basically struck down the Jewish custom of being able to divorce a woman for any reason, and he said absolutely not, which mean, meant a woman was really economically destroyed, mm-hmm. and he said absolutely not, you can't do it. So he, he Jesus was a was a radical about 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 women, and mm-hmm. I I believe that Jesus is still working now. Absolutely. Raising up women and encouraging women to be to be leaders mm-hmm. and to and this really it's a movement that's happening in our day mm-hmm. that we see happening. Yeah, you know, it, it all really goes back to creation because it's in the beginning God created and male and female in his image he created them, right? And so it's kind of you know, when you really pick that out, it's saying in order for God's image to be fully manifest on the earth. You have to have both the male manifestation of that and the female manifestation. It's not like there's a man and then there's kind of this, you know, subsidiary other thing. And and I think that, you know, just we were talking a little bit before the show that I think that's so important for us to see, even in society, when you see as women's voice has gotten bigger, we've seen, you know, this you we talk about the social things. Social things got addressed right. because the, con- the, the female conscience came forward, uh-huh. you know. It's really right. It's been a radical and a positive mm-hmm. shift in society. I mean, Kelly, just talk about 
women's voices mm -hmm. and why they matter and why why it's important and and why the Lord is doing this. Definitely, in a, even though we see women rising up in different spheres, sometimes some industries are still so blanketed with just a male presence. And so I found, uh, as a motivational speaker, and when I was traveling. Women would come up to me and say how refreshing it was to have a female presenter um, sharing on what I did and just the unique presence that a woman carries as a nurturer and just as a, a completely different set of skills and a heart that carrying a heartbeat mm -hmm, after you know mm -hmm. the, there's there's just innate you know qualities that women carry that that are imparted and uplift that really help balance out the equation and so personally when I was out in the field traveling around literally women would just come up to me so empowered to see another voice like them you know sharing and educating and so i think it's really important whatever the sphere that women really you know take the bull by the horns and rise up um, because there's something so unique that they carry mm -hmm. um, that is that empowers people in general mm -hmm. you know so you know there, there's go ahead you want to say anything well i was just going to say it, it's fun from my my vantage point now like you said you know i was home with our kids and raised up our our own four and loved that it was a wonderful season um, and then the Lord launched me into the marketplace and so I I have the privilege of seeing the young ones coming up under you know under my watchful you know my tutelage and watching what the Lord's doing with them but then also for me seeing how much the Lord has encountered me in my role you know obviously in the home first, but now in the marketplace. And just seeing how the Lord leads me and meets me. And um, it's like it's like a whole new um, understanding of, of my walk with him, of just doing this. And it's so, so what about fun. that? You mean just how much you've grown? How much I've grown, uh-huh. Right. So you, you love the marketplace reality. Right. As a woman, you have, you have grown in leadership and skill and the knowledge of God. I mean, and you would have the same, right. you would say the same right. thing. I mean, I mean, through your marketplace experience, right. mm -hmm. you know, it, it's interesting because don't you think there's a little bit of a dual message given to women about, okay, you want to be feminine, but then you want to be strong, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, you don't want to be too strong, but you don't. It's not really a conflict though. Talk about that. I mean, don't you, <laughs> you know, I think, right. I think the, I think the world is wanting strong feminine, tender women. I think that's that's a huge, that's a, what, what you're saying, Will, it's a huge part of the of the Lord's heart. And so when that comes forth, you know, it helps everybody. It helps every organization. It helps, you know, bring forth a more complete view of, of who he is. Right. Yeah. And strength in a woman doesn't look like being a man. Like we don't right. need to take on manly characteristics, right. but it's being strong in tenderness, strong in gentleness, and who the unique qualities that God has given us as a woman, be strong in that, mm -hmm. but don't emulate a man and be the feminine strength that mm -hmm. the Lord has, has yeah. called us to carry. Yeah, it, it's interesting because you're, you're obviously very feminine, but you're very bold. Mm -hmm. You're very fearless, right. you know, mm -hmm. right? right? Strong in virtue. Strong, right. strong, strong in virtue, right. but but fearless too. You're, you're, mm -hmm. you know, I, I love that. I, it's you're just strong in identity, mm -hmm. right? Your personal identity. You're, mm -hmm. you know, but you're you're also you're you're emotional mm -hmm. and not afraid to be. You're 
you're you identify you're empathetic mm -hmm. right a lot of the feminine qualities right. you know right. and you're all of those things mm -hmm. and it's really awesome it's really awesome right to see those things mm -hmm. coming together and they're not in conflict right absolutely well and i just think that that really is so important in our age you know we're having sort of a gender mm -hmm. dystopia in society mm -hmm. right it's so important mm -hmm. that we celebrate who god made us to be mm -hmm. you know and understand that you know, that I think what you just said is a really wonderful point is that you don't have to lose your femininity to be strong, to be influential, to change the world. You know, as even as I was thinking about my own journey and thinking like, okay, who are the people that influence me most? You know, like, well, I had my last two bosses at IBM were both women, mm. really helped me a lot in my career. Interesting. You know, um, the first person who influenced my walk was the pastor's wife, not the pastor. Huh. You know, there were so, and I look at my journey, just a number of, like even very difficult times in life, you know, when I was kind of in the, you know, in, in the male sphere, I was getting the man out be military, and, but I needed actually support, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, and that and that wasn't mm -hmm. gonna come from a man in that situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I just think that, you know, sometimes those roles are invisible, but they're really important. And sometimes they're very visible. And so I just think that, um, I think my main heart is just that we celebrate our God-given identity right. and we celebrate each other in that identity. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. I, I think society has is has has changed and it is changing mm -hmm. and it has it's having a more a more feminine value system, mm -hmm. right? Kindness, you know, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, compassion. I, I think we see a lot more public kind of view true. of that, and it's because yeah. women are voting mm -hmm. and. You know, with their value system, mm -hmm. and uh, we're we're seeing a big change. Women have a voice, you know, and I, I think that trend's going to continue. If you look at the young people coming up, I mean, literally, you're saying the young women coming up don't view themselves any differently than their male counterparts. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Fully able to go with it. If that's true, then you know, this is this this whole male versus female thing is going to is going to be over. It's going to end, you know. You know, one fun thing, too, I was just thinking when, when you were saying that. So we've just kind of passed Valentine's Day here, but we have this tradition that started back when our school first started, that the, that the, the young men in, our, in high school started. And so they get roses for all of the girls in the school, and they all dress on Valentine's up on Day. Valentine's Day. And they stand up and honor the ladies in the midst and what they like see as a them. group mm -hmm. they honor individuals and uh, as a group really they honor the, the ladies as a group like these are the things that that matter so much to us you guys help us so much by being who you are like give us a give us an example give us a couple examples well, of just what they said i mean that's what they that's what they say they'll say you know these 10th grade girls you 10th grade girls you don't know sometimes you feel like you're overlooked but, but we see you, and the way that you walk in the halls and encourage people and laugh, this matters to us, and it makes a difference to us. And awesome. You know, it's like it's marking them from a young age of, these guys are my cheerleaders, number one, and number two, yes, you know, we can do this. And then the girls turn around and do it to the guys. I mean, it's just really, it's really precious, and it's grown. You know, every year it's like it's they look forward this, to this. It's become this yeah. whole uh -huh. thing now, this whole tradition <laughs> and yep. at the school. We have a very, a bunch of very, very fun things. cool, cool <laughs> traditions, so... So today, big day at the Daniel Academy is Pi Day. Pi so today day, is three point one four one five blah blah blah, which goes on for eternity. <laughs> is March fourteenth National <laughs> Pi Day? But of course, we're on break. So today, we had a competition to see um, how many people could, you know, how far people could memorize. So, so who we had won? Fifty contestants. 
And our winner memorized 175 digits. <laughs> Oh my I'm like, what? And he was like, look up in the air and just kind of keep seeing them. And That's unreal. That's unreal. And then our, we had two girls come in with 150 and 149 or something. It was crazy. Un unreal. So a little bunny trail there. Yeah, but for sure. I just wanted to highlight, I love that spirit of honor. And I think, you know, as the gender confusion is only increasing right. with... I'm, they say on Facebook there's like 52 options now for your gender. <laughs> um, we really need individuals like in the Christian community to take a hard stand in their gender role, right? And um, but carry that spirit of honor. It's something. It's very powerful as a woman to, you know, have a male counterpart as a brother mm -hmm. really speak right. life into my identity. There's right. and, and then vice versa right. as a woman, be able to come as a, in a sister presence. Um, and speak life to right. my brothers, and that's very powerful. I feel like, yet again, as the confusion only increases, um, standing strong in our identity and our gender that's roles, really and then honoring, um, going low and serving one another is right. going to be a key component in um, keeping a balance mm -hmm. <laughs> right. amidst right. all of the wavering. That's good, Kelly. Amen. That's really good. You know, you know. Let's talk about traditional Christian roles for women. You know, and women staying at home and being mothers, you know? And so I'm, I'm kind of, I'm dual guy, right? I, I love both of these roles. I want women, I want my women as daughters to lead. I want them to be leaders in society, but I also want them to stay home and to raise up, raise raise up godly, godly families Absolutely. and children. So, which you, and you've kind of done, you've been in both camps, right? At different mm -hmm. seasons mm -hmm. in your life. And I think women, a lot of times, it's just different seasons. You don't really have to pick, right? It's just. It's not all at the same time. It's not all at the same right. time. So, so talk about traditional, traditional worlds for men. I mean, you have a bunch of families, you know, that, that go to our school. And what are your observations about, about your traditional roles for women and uh, what, what you're thinking about that? Well, I feel like the family unit is, it's so sacred. That has got to be in order for our society to thrive. So to me, it's like the Lord. And women are primary in that glue. Women are primary in that glue, but they, you know, they follow their husbands in the home. It's like I, you know, I'm here at the school. I lead kids. I lead women. I lead men. But I still very much feel like, you know, I mean, we're partners, of course. You've never dominated me, but it's like you're you're the leader of our home, and I feel like it's just what you're saying. It's like the healthy roles, the way that God's meant it, intended it to be in a healthy way. When that comes forth, it's just power. And yeah. I mean, you've you've always just been my like my biggest cheerleader, and you know, but it, it 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 it's it's really neat to see. I feel like the Lord is really defining that even more like valid yeah. roles while yeah. there is so much confusion. I mean, I, I think there's this idea that it takes a village to, to, to raise, to raise a, a family, and there's an error in that idea, mm -hmm. and the idea that we don't need parents, really, right? And <laughs> that's a problem. We, we need parents. We need, we need mom and dad, you know, engaged in the home, and right. that's really the way God made it. Right. Mm -hmm. We need... We need, you know, uh, a, a, the most healthy family is a traditional family, mm -hmm. you know. So that said, you know, mothers, I don't think mothers have to stay home, right, I, with their kids. I, I think they can work, you know, and a lot of, a lot of Christian families do that. That's awesome, you know. Mm -hmm. 
But I, I think if they stay home, that's that's awesome too, and maybe a better choice mm-hmm. you know, for that family. You know, I mean, every family's different, right? Right. right. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think that it's worth pointing out in that conversation that you know, Christian marriage is the most empowering arrangement for women in in terms of the broad sweep of history, right? So as soon as you move away from that, you talked about women, you know, women were disposable in many cultures, like you Mm -hmm. just divorce them and send them away. Mm -hmm. Well, then how's your life going to end? It's going to end quite negatively, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, or, you know, um, or you see, you know, women get used as, why do women get used as sex slaves? Because they're not valued in a marriage Mm -hmm. context, right? Right, right. And, um, and so in a healthy Christian marriage, what you have is what you just described. You know, you have, you have a man who's leading, but his concept of leadership is, dri- is, dri- is driven by Jesus' concept of leadership. Right. You know, which is, you know, giving yourself up for and right. empowering. Right. right? Yeah. Um, it's, sell- it's sacrificing right. for them right. you know, to, to win, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's, it's amazing. So as, as Christians, I think we're in a very unique mm-hmm. position of really taking both. I, I want to stand for both camps. Yeah. I want to stand for women at home. Being, being awesome mothers and empowering women and saying being a mother matters, mm-hmm. right? It's that's Absolutely. that's the highest call you can possibly have. You know, if God blesses you that way, you know, then that's there's you don't need to look for something else. But on well, the other hand, you know that if that's not what you're called to do, then awesome. You know, go be a reformer and a leader in in whatever got, field you are. We've got four daughters. Two of them are doing each. That's you know? that's right. So and they're doing they're following the Lord and hugely impacting yeah. in their sphere that the Lord's called them to. Well, right. And you know, one thing I've learned as a dad, uh, just about you know what you're saying is that uh, there's certain things that only mom can do. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter how <laughs> kind and gentle <laughs> and maternal I have myself to be. You know, it only right. works so good. Yeah. Doesn't it? Right. Yeah. I know. And, <laughs> so I just and I think that it's it's been a, it's been a cultural mistake that we've like devalued that role as if it's like the highest greatest thing you could be is become a CEO. It is awesome to be a CEO, but it's like for me, that's not even my goal. Like at the top of that mountain, a lot of times is nothing. Right? <laughs> we have we have to look at our overall impact in the lives of other human beings. And so you know, as Jamie and I kind of walk that out, I'm sorry she couldn't be here tonight. You know, that's really our goal is that we could together raise this healthy family and then together be uh, as a family a force to change the earth mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. and you guys are your kids are rock stars <laughs> <laughs> so i hear yeah we're going to get get jamie on uh, yes. another show and talk about really raising up godly families and reformers mm-hmm. as children but you know th- this is this is so important to think about launching women in in this age mm-hmm. and uh well, you know, another thing I think is worth talking, it's, it's not even just Jesus. It's interesting because from the beginning of the Bible, the women are written into the story. They right? are. That's you true. know, totally. Eve plays a very important part in the story. Sarah plays a very important right. part of the story. You know, it was, you know, it was it, it, Abraham had other seed, but it was Sarah's seed that was the, you know, that mm-hmm. was the promised mm-hmm. seed. And, and she had to take this journey with Abraham, right. you know. And, and I just think that um, it's so important that, I mean, to realize that God Himself, you know, when He when He gave Moses, the, you know, the, the words to write, thought about, look, Moses, I want you to tell this story as a story of me working through man and woman in an, in mm-hmm. in complementary ways. I think says so much about who God is. You That's know? really true. Good mm-hmm. insight.
I love Psalm 68, 11 says, great is the company of women who proclaim mm-hmm. the glad tidings. Yes. And so whatever field that you're in, there's still this warrior on the inside that I'm going to advance the gospel, mm-hmm. whether it's I'm a mother or I'm a teacher or I'm a CEO, I'm going to rise up a warrior as a great proclaimer of the gospel, whether it's to my family or to my classroom or to my mm-hmm. office of people, right. I will advance as a mighty woman That's of God, right. proclaiming the gospel of life. You know, let me just, just say something, maybe maybe that's a little bit controversial to some, but, you know, and it's this idea of equality. I, I think equality holds us back. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, because I think, I think, yes, we're equal in value, but we're completely unequal in pretty much everything else. You know, no, God doesn't make two people the mm-hmm. same. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, I, you know, Early on, right, our kids all figured out that life wasn't fair, right? Life wasn't fair. Do you know life isn't fair, right? right? It's not fair that you're born in America and other people aren't. You know, they're born in Venezuela or Zimbabwe or somewhere else. It, life, nothing is fair. Nothing is fair. And it's not about fair, you know, and I never treated my kids fair. Right. I treated them with love, each one as, as unique individuals. Mm-hmm. And I blessed each one uniquely. In there, in a different way, you follow me. Mm-hmm. The idea of having to make everybody the same, I think, is tremendously disempowering mm-hmm. to a unique person, mm-hmm. right? To try and always be the same on everything. We are not the same. God does not make everyone the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he loves diversity, and he doesn't treat everyone the same. He he gives incredible blessings to to, to everyone, but in a different way, mm-hmm. right? And he, he loves diversity. He loves uniqueness. He loves to bring out the specialness of each individual. And, and I, I think of women that way. I, I think women, women, most women are not like most men. They're very different. But that's, there's a uniqueness that is beautiful. It's wonderful. It's necessary. And it completes the picture, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not trying to make everyone the same. Mm-hmm. I want everyone to be who they are exactly, mm-hmm. right? And however they've been made. Right. Yeah, and that just goes all back to the point of celebration. You know, when it is. when you begin to be celebrated for how God made you, then you can yeah. grow and be released into mm-hmm. the full. And when, you, when you're not, then it can arrest your entire development because you begin to wonder, like, well, who am I? And I wish I was something else. And, you know, and, and so I just think that just what you said, Kelly, is so true that, you know, if we uh, can celebrate one another as God made us, then there's so much power that's released through that, uh, you know, so. I remember when you were talking about that, I just remember times when you'd come home from work with some super cool thing for one of for one of the kids. One that kid. just reminded you of them, <laughs> you know, and then you'd get the rest of them to come But you would out. react, you'd be like, oh, no, what about the other children? Know, and I'm like, like oh. don't worry, they'll get their, they'll get their time, too. <laughs> But, it, but then but you I would, taught the other ones as well to how to celebrate, celebrate that one and focus yeah. on that one. And so it's like it builds stuff in, in all of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so women don't try and be like men. In fact, don't try to be like anybody else. Be <laughs> right? Be yourself. Be that person that you have been created to be. And if you want to go rock the world out by having a career or changing the play, go do that. If you want to stay home, do that. Whatever you do. Work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. You know, it really, God is so empowering. Mm -hmm. You know, he is so empowering to us. Mm -hmm. And there's really no limits, you know.
I'll say one thing too, you know, being my age now and, you know, walking through, you know, just so many different seasons of life. It's like the Lord doesn't waste a single thing. It's like every single season he's cultivating things in us that he's going to use for, you know, down the line and something else. And it's just fun to see how every single part the Lord is intentionally building things in so that we are that that voice, you know, that Mm. stands up and proclaims his goodness. Yes. And the question of beauty, you know, in an age where we have all these pressures coming at us and these voices, the most beautiful thing for a woman is to embrace who you are in Christ and be that voice amongst all the other noise to rise up um, as your own unique voice. You know, the most attractive person is really someone who knows who they are Mm -hmm. and is confident Mm -hmm. and and, and especially godly character is... Mm -hmm which the Bible says, right. is the most beautiful. It is. Mm-hmm. Who, who isn't attracted to someone who is unselfishly loving, mm-hmm. someone who is joyful, right. someone who is kind, who is humble? Who's not attracted to that? I mean, honestly, it is the most beautiful thing mm-hmm. we can adorn ourselves with and the most attractive. And that goes for men, too. Mm-hmm. Most attractive mm-hmm. thing yeah. we, we, we can carry, you know. Mm-hmm. So it is, it, is, it is time. Ladies. Yes. Rise yeah. up. I think one other thing we could touch on is just, you know, I think that there's still controversy in some in some areas about you know women in ministry, and to me, I think that's almost a bizarre controversy because, <laughs> you know, I mean, first of all, Jesus called us everybody to be in ministry, uh-huh. whether you're a paid to be in ministry or not paid right. to be in ministry, uh, you know, and then and then I think that what happens in those situations is, uh, you know, women feel like, well, I guess I'm shut down, I can't be in ministry, so then I have to go somewhere because the world will welcome me, mm-hmm. but you won't welcome me, mm-hmm. right? And and I just think that, you know, it's really time for us to move past that notion that, first of all, that ministry is open only to men, but second of all, that ministry is only open to people paid to do it, you know. Right, right. And really begin to look at, okay, you know, ministry is something that every born-again believer is, is put mm-hmm. inside of them and longs to do and is part of them, right. you know. And I think that in a healthy church, it's what you see. You see that uh, men and women are popping up in all kinds of different roles to manifest their unique identity, you know. That's yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I, I think, too, the one of the things that uh, Paul said, he said there's neither male nor female, right, Jew nor Greek. I mean, in, in eternity, there's no difference. Mm-hmm. There's no difference. In fact, Bible says if we're children of God, we're all heirs. Mm-hmm. So we have women, our heirs, equal heirs mm-hmm. to, to Jesus' kingdom, right. right? And it says we're going to rule and reign with him mm-hmm. as as little kings and little queens. And right. so I think God is raising up women as queens in this day Absolutely. to prepare to rule. And you, as you shared, you know, your, your marketplace experience, you're, you're queen in the making. I mean, you really have learned to be a leader and to, to, to be a uniquely feminine and mm-hmm. but, but leader, but raising right. up these women um, and learning to be a queen in, the, in doing. And so have you, mm-hmm. you know. So this is a this is an awesome calling. You have a, the highest calling of God is on is on you to be to be a king or queen, and uh, so there we go. So I think we're done. I think we'll leave it leave it at that. Amen. So it's so good to be here with you. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you again. We need to have Lauren next week. This out. Call forth the women. Okay, come okay, on. Yes. Do it. Bless the women. <laughs> yes. So Lord, we do. We thank you for what is on your heart in this hour and just the the way that that you love your women the, how you're cultivating unique things in each one of them in this season Lord you're so intentional you're so kind 
and you're calling forth your queens in this hour. So, Lord, we just say yes and amen. Come forth, queens of God, in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. God bless. Amen. We'll see you next week for Influent Life. Mm-hmm.